Hello, everyone, and welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Uh, my name is Matt, and honestly, to be real with you, I just do not have the energy to try to think of a nickname on the spot. Sometimes I just don't care, and I just don't have a nickname. It's fine. And I'm Val Flight Cub. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only nickname I can think of is Commander in Queef. Really hate to hear that. <laughs> hate to say it. Would like yeah. to unsay it. I'm uh, really glad that you decided not only to not not say it, but to say it into podcast. <laughs> now it is it is forever enshrined. If if we were still at the the point where I commemorated all the nicknames on the host document just oh. to like have them all down, mm-hmm. um, then that would be entrenched in Google Docs history, but. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I did stop doing that because it was tedious. Mm-hmm. The the way that I came about it was we were th- we were talking about the letters in the word Quebec, and so mm-hmm. I was like, I should do a funny like president pun with the Q in it, and my brain was like, Commander in, there's a Q. Yeah. So, so sometimes you don't I mean ask I these things. I can almost spell the word queef using the unknowns that i have in pokemon go and if you if you if you recall pokemon go is in the title of this podcast so this is relevant it is relevant it is completely relevant i just need an f can i get an f in the chat gamers i should press tap my microphone (laughs) (laughs) press f to pay respects to the um, to the brave posters on this uh on this on this posting day f um I saw in Untitled Goose Game, you press Y to honk, and <laughs> that that is the new that's the new thing. Mm. We always we we will commemorate everything with honks now. Yes, or so, press S to spit on someone's grave. Oh yeah, which is which is always relevant as well. You can spell out sci-fi the way that the Sci-Fi Channel now spells it with those letters, S Y F Y. True. That's how they it does it. <laughs> I really do hate that. I hate to see it. It's, it's just why, like Brooks' voice. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, I would like you to edit in Brooks saying that to see how good of a close of an impression that was. I will. You hate to see it. Awesome. Want to start talking about the news? Sure. I'm gonna be real with everyone on the on the on the listener end of this is that. You know, I am Canadian, and I like to try to follow Canadian things. And we have an election in three weeks, and so following American news has been a lower priority, but it is, like, most of what we talk about on this podcast, so bear with me if I get some details a little scrubbed. I am trying my best. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just uh, tired all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, I mean, now that it's like, ugh, impeachment hearings, everything's going wild, I'm just like, okay, that's going to be the story for the next three months. And yeah, like, you could just, like, it's just... <laughs> variations on that theme, but... Yeah. It was like when the Mueller investigation was going on, it would just be like, Russia, 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 and you could kind of just tune it out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's me with the entirety of American politics. <laughs> so we're going over we're going over a couple of things that had been covered in brief on previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, just some of the more, like, salient news stories of the week. And then, of course, I will have my Canada Corner, um, as I am wont to do. The first thing we want to talk about is, um, was Amber Geiger's sentence. 
Mm-hmm. So that's like a relatively like hot off the presses story. Yeah, like, I think that was only on Monday that the original sentence was held out was held was put on, mm-hmm. and then since then has been like um, like impact testimonies mm. from both the defendants and prosecutors side. Yes, for to decide how long this person is going to be in jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the actual sentence was passed down today, and it was a ten year sentence for breaking into someone's apartment and killing them. Uh, that person being, of course, Botham Jean, uh, rest in power. Mm. And yeah, like, I don't want to be like, prison is good, because mm-hmm. I don't genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. Or do I believe that like a longer sentence necessarily is something that's going to rehabilitate a person better? Right. And of course, I do not believe in the death penalty either. But it's basically like, if we're forced to deal with this criminal justice system, in which case there are things like mandatory minimums for drug sentencing and where black and black and brown and indigenous people are arrested at massively higher rates than other people that like, you know, white cops can get held to the same standard, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just going through um, a chart from family. I think it's families against min- mandatory minimums. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the list of uh, of mandatory minimum sentences in the United States, of which there are a lot. There's a lot, yeah. Um, and so some of these are like just like very, very simple drug crimes that you can get 10 years for, like just like possession with intent to sell kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But which, like you don't actually, they don't have to prove any kind of intent to sell. They just have to prove that you had a certain amount on you, like... Yeah, yeah, a certain amount, in, like, implies an intent to sell because, you know, the criminal justice system is fucking busted. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but the one that Patrick brought up earlier when uh, posting this document in our politics channel was 10 years is the minimum sentence for operating a false lighthouse for piracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, false lighthouse? <laughs> Okay. Like if you if you were to operate a lighthouse intended to shipwreck ships, your sentence would be as long oh as gosh. this murder sentence. So so okay, um, I'm assuming that that means like it's further back on the shore than it's supposed to be, and ships think they're clear, but they crash. I assume because I. Um, would- here's this is a more like that that that's kind of like the far out example. The more like salient example here was 10 years is the fan- federal mandatory minimum for firing a gun during a violent or drug crime wow just firing a gun firing during a, a gun. crime a gun firing a gum during a <laughs> during a crime <laughs> and so like you'd think that busting into someone's apartment that you claim you thought was yours despite it being on a different floor and having a different like you know door set up and different number on the door and Mm -hmm. generally layout stuff inside of it once you get in yeah you'd you'd think um but no that's it's it's the same sentence as 10 years is it's as for just firing a gun is the same sentence that you'd get for killing someone it's just like the double standards of the system are the Mm -hmm. are the frustrating thing like i don't want any of it but like at least try to pretend the system is in any way just. Yeah. Like, just just pretend. I think, so, okay. I think I know 
I remember the story, I'm getting like deja vu. So either somebody else did the exact same thing that this woman did, or this is just, we heard about this when it first happened, and now we're hearing yeah. about it again. Um, I think that's probably the case, because I believe we did talk about this case on the podcast. Yeah. So people keep referring to to her as a cop, but she's she wasn't a cop in that moment. She was an off-duty cop. Quote unquote off yeah. cop. So like that's one of those ones where like if it had been heroic, it would have been like, wow, off duty cop stays goes out of her way to blah blah blah. But because it's like she fucking shot someone in their home because she was wrong, it's well, she was a cop, so yeah. It, it just sounds more confusing. It sounds like maybe she was doing something official at the time. Yeah, she like, I, I don't know if they tried to push that angle at first. Because I, 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 I seem to remember there being, like, conflicting accounts early, I guess, as the defense was start trying to get its story straight. And mm-hmm. what they ended up settling on on the trial is just having, like, a bunch of friends and family come on and talk about how good of a cop she was. Yeah, they, they were doing that. Apparently the mom's testimony was really unconvincing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, then we get Judge Tammy Kemp steps off the bench, hands Amber Geiger her personal Bible, tells her to read and live John 3.16, then hugs Geiger. You sure love just the impartiality of judges in the criminal justice system, don't you? Gotta love it. Gotta love that they're elected, and it has been like a Republican project for the last 15 years to elect as many conservative judges as possible to positions on every level of the judiciary so that the conservative project can be basically put forward with legislation at every level at every single level. It's like, you really do love it. It's great and good to see and you like it. And I don't want to scream. Yeah. Like I just remember like, I just dropped my phone onto the floor. Ugh, I'll drop mine on my bed. Yeah. Whoever's editing, leave that in. Cause it's funny. <laughs> um, we're doing it live. Folks, we're doing it live. <laughs> but basically, I lost my train of thought because oh. I dropped my phone. Judiciary. Yeah, no, it's just all gone. Well, I guess we'll have to cut that part out after all. Just yep, kidding. I guess so. Do you want to talk about Trump's extended normal one? Yes, I would love to. Okay, I only have like like the barest of views on this. Because mm-hmm. what I saw was the tweet he made today. Mm-hmm. That's now the press is trying to sell the fact that I wanted a moot stuffed with alligators and snakes with electrified fence and sharp spikes on top at our southern border. Mm-hmm. I may be tough on border security, but not that tough. The press has gone crazy. Fake news. Fake news. I just so, do want to note that he did say moot. He did say moot. So and it was capitalized. He is he referring have... to the moot of 4chan? Well, wouldn't that work? If Moot was stuffed with snakes and alligators, would you want to cross a, a border to get on the same side of a country as him? I don't... Does Moot deserve to be stuffed with snakes and alligators? You know, the criminal justice system is complicated, and if we are... Cr- complicated and very frustrating. In a rehabilitative mindset, no, but in our current climate, Moot could have an alligator or two. I guess so. <laughs> that was... That was all parody. He was also, like... 
He was tweeting earlier this week about how he's so proud that large sections of the border wall have gone up Mm -hmm. and that his military is doing such a good job, implying that it's just like the regular jarhead. Here's some brick and mortar. Go build a wall. Mm -hmm. Like they just have like the normal military building things. And also just no one's actually been building anything. Yeah, no. So that's just, you know, just a straight up lie. And then none of the construction has been a like new wall and B anything other than what would have been scheduled under any other like since bush yeah because bush was big on building border fences too like and i'm sure obama Obama. was too yeah yeah so Um, like nothing new nothing trumped but he's just (laughs) like going on extended rants about it Mm -hmm. now so that's fun it's fun to have a world leader with good priorities who loves to tweet yeah it's it's interesting that when the economy is doing well, it's because Trump is a great president. But when the economy is doing badly, it's because the Democrats are interfering with the economy to make Trump look bad. It's interesting the way that that always works. Interesting out. how the lever- levers of power just completely switch hands, um, depending on what the problem is. Depending on what the problem is. Um, I- My God, I, d- I don't even think I actually had this in the dock, but... Like, the whole thing about the economy tanking because there's, like, less confidence in the economy. Mm -hmm. And just, like, that sentence melts my fucking brain. I hate how stupid the economy is. Mm -hmm. What was the tweet that it's, like, the economy or, like, the stock market is, like, basically just a mood ring? I never seen the tweet, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's like... Because, yeah, you you basically... You'll see something... Yeah. (laughs) It's a mood ring for rich people. It's like... You will see something happening, and then you are projecting... Like, basically, what you think is happening, and then a bunch of people all doing that at the same time can make something different happen. hmm Yeah. And it just seems like a really good system to base, like, people's ability to eat and buy housing off of. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's it just based it off this system. Retirement plans should definitely be put in there. Uh, yeah. It's good. Um, so, there's another uh, tweet that I wanted to to show, but... Or not show, but talk about. But I just wanted to say, have you ever seen the um, the Scientology documentary that's on Hulu? I haven't. That's going so, clear, though, right? Yes. So okay. it's really good. It's really well made. I would recommend it if you are into that kind of thing. Um, but it's... Uh, God, I can't remember her name. Um, but the, the, the woman that is the ex-Scientologist... Um, okay. Leah Marini? Is that a name? Oh, uh, Leah Ramini, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was talking about how in Scientology, um, you know, we've all heard stuff about like, oh, you go on a ship for a thousand years or like the uh, aliens came from... Yeah, Xenu, the Thetans, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, So there's all these weird beliefs, but there's also a thing in Scientology where, and this is a tangent that will go somewhere, um, in Scientology where if a non-Scientologist learns about that stuff, then they, like, will be incinerated and, like, God will smite them or, like, some Scientology version of they'll go to hell. Um, Okay. And so Scientologists are encouraged to act like, like, that stuff is so goofy and, like, of course they're we're not descended from aliens or no i don't think that my grandpa is a lava lamp like i don't know what scientology is but like so that kind of stuff where it's like 
the people that are, are questioning it look stupid because they're asking the thing that science and Scientologists are like, no, that's ridiculous. Who would ever believe that? And it's like, I don't yeah. know. Why would you? Trump does that with his yeah. own stuff. Because mm-hmm. he's like, what if we had a moat on the border? <laughs> I didn't say there would be a moat on the border. I'm not stupid. Obviously, all the things you're saying about how that would be stupid are also what I was thinking. So I right. know that that's not a feasible plan. Duh. I feel like Trump has the same thing that I have in that he speaks words and then the content immediately leaves his brain. <laughs> like, he might have said it and just forgotten that he said it. He... It's just the the problem is that this man with no consistency or like coherency of like continuous thought just happens to be like the leader of a nuclear power. Right. Right. And so that's what you worry is that this person who is prone to whims (laughs) and said whims generally just being very violent Mm -hmm. or very destructive in like other ways mm-hmm. is like you know a person who holds a significant amount of power and has millions of people radicalized to support him yeah it's if like i should not be given power under any circumstance <laughs> um, neither should he <laughs> podcasting matt shouldn't i don't know maybe regular matt Writes no, no, this this does happen most of the time. It's just particularly bad for podcasting. (laughs) It's it's one thing, though, like, if he, what I think is happening is he is saying a lot of outlandish ideas because his brain is that of, like, a 14-year-old in social studies who is like, what if we did cannibalism to solve the economy? Like, yeah, it's basically the why don't we build the planes out of the black box? Of, like, political <laughs> rhetoric. Right, exactly. Um, so I think he says that kind of stuff and then realizes that it's bad or gets told that it's bad. Sorry that my phone just made those noises. Um, I think he says that kind of stuff and realizes that it's outlandish or is told mm-hmm. by other people laughing at it that it's outlandish. And, like, goes back on it and is like, of course I never said that. I would I wouldn't suggest something like that. I would never have a bad idea. All of my ideas are great. Um, right. And sensible. Like, that's what I think is happening, and that's not good. Like, <laughs> obviously we don't need somebody who's like so egotistical that they can't even have ever made a mistake. Yeah. But if it is the other thing that you're saying and he just sincerely doesn't remember making that suggestion. He's done that with so many things. Like, he should. Oh, yeah, I'm sure someone's kept, like, a whole list. Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to, like, run a small business. Mm -hmm. Like, let alone. Let alone, like, multi billion dollar companies, let alone a country. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, there's no good. Like, he's either incompetent or he's evil. And, like, spoiler, he's both. (laughs) Yeah. And whereas Trump manages to completely forget absolutely everything he says, and some of these things land him in hot water, we have Rudy Giuliani where everything he says can land him in hot water, because absolutely everything he says is ridiculous. It's so good. Uh, This time, he is looking at a jaw suit to end lawless action. Uh Uh-huh. Who are you going to sue? The swamp. Trump v. the swamp. And he's going to sue the swamp in federal court. This man is going to sue wetlands. He's going to, and he's going to win. 
But is he only going to sue swamps? Is he going to start suing bogs? What about fens? What about ponds? Is it just the swamps? We got to talk about the alkalinity of this water. We got to talk about the water and oxygen content. We got to talk about the biodiversity of these of these different ecosystems. Florida voters are too important for him to be for him to be suing the swamps. This if you sue the swamps, you just you just cutting Florida right off. It's it's a battleground state. Yeah, come on. What are you thinking? Oh, the other thing that that Trump tweeted, which I just. My brain liquefied. Um, yeah, it was as one does. So he tweeted. I I went on his his Twitter today to see if there was anything to mine for content. Uh huh. The top of his page, the first thing that like the most recent thing he's tweeted is something that was like all caps. Look at this photograph, and I was he, like, yeah, oh, ha ha. It's like a funny. It's funny that he made a reference to a Nickelback song and didn't even realize it. But then I saw. But then you watched the video. There was a video, and it was a video uh-huh. of Joe Biden saying, "Like, oh, I've never talked with my son about his Ukrainian connections or whatever." And then the Nickelback song of the guy going, "Look at this graph," but it's photograph because, <laughs> like the real song, like the real, and not song. like the Vine. And the the picture of, J- of Joe Biden and his son and some Ukrainian people that are like, you know the people that he was doing corruption with or whatever um in the photograph okay like not to the video is kind of funny because it is. i mean joe biden sucks and we all know this but at the same time not to defend joe biden here but the question was specifically did you talk to your son about his overseas dealings with ukraine and right a video of them, uh, sorry, a picture of them golfing together doesn't mean you necessarily talked about the business dealings. <laughs> Sometimes it's just golf. It's true. Old I people mean, play golf a lot. Trump. Rich people play golf a lot. Trump can't imagine that that's uh, that they talked about other things because he always is bringing business people to his like resorts and stuff to yeah, play golf I don't, and I don't, talk about business. So I think he's like, like Trump has never played a round of golf without also committing a crime. Right, and so right. he assumes that that is the case. He's like, um, hello, of course they were doing corruption. They were playing golf, the corruption game. So. <laughs> like, what else are you supposed to do while you're playing golf? Hit a ball with a metal stick? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, okay, but you put the ball in the hole at the end, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. No one's ever done that before. You get your Secret Service agent to go pick up the ball out of the forest and then place it directly in front of you. And then when someone asks, how are you doing that and why you're cheating? You say, that's where the ball was. Mm -hmm. And then you continue playing the game because you are incapable of losing in any way. Right. And being 10 is hard for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I did just like remember that story in like a flash. God, yeah. Of like the story of him playing golf with like, I think I don't remember who it was. But he was just cheating the whole time, and then he was bragging about how he beat this good golf player. Mm-hmm. It was it was a guy who was who had played in a previous tournament at Mar-a-Lago or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, had won. And Trump was like, "Oh, I didn't get to play you." And the guy was like, "Oh, I'm just here with my son, like trying to have a nice time, like my mm-hmm. kid." And Trump was like, "No, no, we're gonna play, and it's gonna be the tournament. And if I win, then I really, it's like I won the tournament." And the guy was like, uh, okay. And yeah, inclu- part of the cheating that Trump did was like claim the kid's ball as his own when he got, when he yeah. like, th- he hit it into the, the woods or something. Water. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, just like 
the most unimaginably petty bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, you, you always think he's found his low, but then he finds a new one. Yeah, it's like, how could you possibly still care about this, kind, yeah. this level of thing? It's like you're incredible, honestly. Four, however old he is. I was going to look up how old he is, but I don't want to have in- more information about that man in my brain. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to open his Wikipedia page. I have his Twitter blocked, so I don't have to see it. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. You can go look at it if you want, but then, like, people are t- RTing it to, like, own the president i don't have to see the tweet yeah unless i choose to which i usually do to be fair (laughs) i'm just like well what's this referring to this tweet is and it's like oh this tweet this tweet is by someone you have blocked i'm like i assume it's the president and it usually is (laughs) i don't have that many people blocked other than companies who i block on mass to make my ads funnier oh yeah I highly recommend doing this with your Twitter experience, by the way, if anyone has not done that before. Just block every promoted post you ever see, no matter how relevant it is to you. Make yourself absolutely useless to marketers, and then they will just start throwing the most bizarre things at you. It is so fun every time. I want to try that on Twitter because I did it on Hulu, and then I just started getting cell phone ads. Because yeah, I feel like that's like, just like the universal constant is everything just boils down to cell phone ads eventually. Right, right. I don't know what, I want to know what um, Alex Leafcrunch is doing to get all these mattress ads. Yeah, no, that that's a, a very fascinating story about internet marketing right there. <laughs> just like waiting to be uncovered. Yeah. I think they just realized that Alex Leafcrunch listens to a lot of podcasts and then just assumes that she also needs a mattress because she's listening to podcasts. <laughs> you know, that logical conclusion that you draw. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why there's... It's worked before. It's worked before. People so, buy mattresses for some reason. I guess. I I actually did buy a mattress um, last month, and I went to the store, and there was... Um, oh, it wasn't a Casper. It was a purple mattress. Yeah. And those things are weird. I'm trying to remember which... Like, I don't get ads for, like, Casper because there's, like, a Canadian one. And I already forget what it is. It's I get ads for it. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> um, but I get ads for it like all the time. And I've, I think I've just like consciously blocked its name from from existing in my head. But I always get ads for like the Canadian one. It's like the most comfortable mattress. I'm like, what about me and my posting situation tells you that I'm in the market for a new mattress. I am so clearly unemployed right now. Like just just have blatantly dollars? unemployed. <laughs> Why do you think I have thousands of dollars to spend on this? I spent two hundred dollars on Car- Carly Rae Jepsen tickets. I mean, I don't have more money. <laughs> yeah, I always just yeah. People will always be like, the ads represent what you're looking at, and it's like, no, ads have never managed this. <laughs> the only time that that happens is when they literally show me the exact like glasses, frames, or shoes, or whatever that I was looking for that you were already looking at. Yeah, that yeah. I literally have already seen. Yeah, yeah. When when I get the ones that are clearly just my Google searches, I'm like, well, that's creepy, but okay. Yeah, that doesn't count. Like, that's just in my history. <laughs> that's like that, that's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you any credit for this. No. Yeah. Now, when you're when you're starting to advertise things to me that I've only thought about, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> I want I want the thought crime advertisements, and then then I will accept that you might be good at this. People are so are so um, 
like stretch so far for those things. Like they're like, I got an ad for a sweater and I was talking about sweaters in front of my phone two days ago. So I think my microphone is always on. Like maybe it's fall. (laughs) I mean, there are things with microphones being always on that are around and concerns relating to it. But almost all the time they're overblown just based on, it's usually something based on app permissions. Hmm which are generally broader than necessary just for like basic information security and like basic app functioning reasons. Right. Like an app that you can at any point record audio into needs mic access. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be recording all the time, but it also doesn't mean that it's not. So, you know, it can go both ways on this. (laughs) And it is impossible to say if it's on or off. Yeah. Gotta talk about Bernie's heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's got a good heart. <laughs> he's got he's, he's strong. He's got good values. He's got a good heart. He's got a but good heart. um, a slightly less good one, like mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. because he had to get two stents put into it today. Rest, which is rest up. Yeah, rest up, King. He's yeah. He's, um, he's, like pausing his campaigning and for a little bit, mm-hmm. and like. The election's in 13 months. Pausing campaigning is not a big deal. No. Like, there's not not even primaries for, like, what? Like, when's the first primary? I literally don't know. It's in the summer. Like, not even until next summer? I I think so. I think it's... Because it's, like, the Iowa caucus and, like, the... Like, those things. Those are always the first things, right? Those are... Yeah, those are maybe in the spring. Yeah, so, like, it's a while away. It's a while away. Which, like, like... Hey, we haven't heard from Bernie in a while. Where is Yeah, he? and like he's going to be back on the trail in like 2 days. Yeah. But he's, like he's fine. Just the fact that this happened is going to be such like fodder. Mhm. And like do I think Bernie Sanders is too old to be president? Yeah, probably. But like so is like everyone else. Mhm. I don't think basically any of these people should be running for office. Like, Joe Biden's eye exploded and his teeth fell out. And, like, the only people talking about Joe Biden being too old to run are, like, Twitter posters. And Like, he's taken seriously as a contender by the vast majority of the mainstream media. Yeah. Despite the fact that he has not formed a coherent thought since the Obama administration. And even then, that's being generous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild because, like, these politicians... Like, a lot of them, you don't become, like, a serious candidate until you're, like, 60-plus. But, like... Yeah, it's kind of what the system demands, isn't it? Yeah, like, in terms of experience and, like... I mean, except for Trump. He just kind of walked in and then he was the president. Well... Although he had been threatening to run for president. He does Like, basically since 1996. Loudly, so... Yeah. Um, Which I mean, that's why I have so many podcasts. So maybe Trump and me are more alike than no, more alike than I like, like to all. admit. You're not alike at all. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you do that at all. No, um, not even as a bit. Not even as a bit. I, I'm not uh, comfortable with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the yeah, like if, if it was any other occupation, like Bernie would have been retired for, like, six years or something already. Like, like a good chunk of time already. Biden would be, too. Yeah, like, but I do like, like that. <laughs> I do like that, uh, like, Bernie's tweet talking about suspending his campaign ends with the words Medicare for all. 
Yeah. Because it's like a, a, a very a very sudden medical emergency mm-hmm. should not, like, you know, st- stop you in your tracks, Medicare for all. And I'm like, you know what? Good spin. Good spin, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Maybe he's going to get the old people vote on this one and take it from Joe Biden. Oh, that would be so sick. That would oh be really sick. But, like, yeah, Joe... B- I don't think Joe Biden's, like, campaign is going to try to lean this angle because that would be very stupid. I mean... Because then it just highlights Joe Biden. The overlap is too bad, yeah. I'm sure, like, Donald Trump Trump will tweet about it. Yeah, 100%. Like, my heart is great. Like, he eats five cheeseburgers a day, but, like, whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've seen his McDonald's order. It's even more (laughs) heinous than mine, and mine's pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, Mine's just fries and a smoothie, so... Yeah, you 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 got the healthy McDonald's order, it relatively makes me speaking. Look good, but I get as much yeah. fries as I can fit in my face and stomach. So. See, I take the fries and also some McNuggets, and then I stuff them inside of a burger and then eat it all at once. No, do you really? I do do that. Why? Because it's tasty. Are you from Philadelphia? Probably. I feel like they're always doing messed up things with their foods and putting things in other foods. I like to put foods in other foods, and I like to put foods on other foods. I will not be branded a criminal on my own podcast. Okay. Although I admit that I am. I do oh. bad things with food. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, not like I have a like, not like I have family history of heart problems or anything. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You just put the chicken nuggets in the cheeseburger. And it's not yeah. real food. Body the body can't tell. But um, yeah, no, I, I can see. I I feel like Donald Trump in a like primary season mm-hmm. like like if this was like pre-2016 mm-hmm. would have absolutely made tweets about it mm-hmm. i feel like he has slightly better handlers now that maybe <laughs> tell him like oh he he will still post completely unhinged shit all the time uh-huh. but i feel like there's like a layer between what just how much of that heinous shit makes it to the internet i don't know i don't think that there's anything between his little fingies and his phone. But then where's the tweet? Because you know he's thinking it. And I don't think he's ever thought anything without saying it out loud immediately. Mm -hmm. That's true. So uh, either he just said it out loud and that was good enough for him because the words left his mouth and then his brain as that, (laughs) as we have established. Mm -hmm. And then like someone six months later is going to mention that he talked about how good and strong his heart is. After uh, after Bernie was hospitalized. Yeah. And he'll be like, that would be so rude of me. I would never. Yeah. Why would I have ever done that? That doesn't <laughs> sound like me. That doesn't sound like the respectful president you have come to respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I And so the, the story will continue again and again, and it'll never end, and we're all dying. It's great. Time continues. We do love it. So I, I cannot get over how well Joe, Joe Biden is doing in the polls. Like I don't get it. When he no sh- one likes him. When he I, showed like, up, it was like, oh, ha ha, Joe Biden. Like, because when he first, you know, before you heard anything that he's ever said, you're like, oh, vice president of Obama. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then he was like, hello, here's a single thought of mine. And you're like, we were all like, never mind, never mind. But so I feel like like most of the particularly engaged people have had similar thoughts about Joe Biden pretty much. Like, even when he was vice president. Right. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I was personally that engaged because, like, you know, funny onion Joe Biden, all that kind of shit. Yeah. And 
but like it's been like overwhelmingly clear that he's 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 a nothing candidate. Mm-hmm. His his legacy at best is of failure, and at worst is of like massively increased systemic issues relating to incarceration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also he is the person who was the main sponsor of the bill that meant you couldn't um you you weren't absolved of your student loans with death. Great. And that that debt passes on to your family. Amazing. Like, you can't, sorry, yeah, you can't default on your student loans. That was it. This is terminology that is, like, student loans exist in Canada, but sure not to the same level that they exist in the States. <laughs> so it's very, very strange to think about. Yeah. But, like, he is just, like, the open enemy of pretty much anyone our age. Yeah. And is, like, adamant about it. Like, he's super pumped to be our enemy. He thinks he thinks he, he thinks we're all a bunch of fucking snowflakes. Yeah, yeah. That he and his ilk have fucking ruined the planet. Mm-hmm. And he's just, and like, like the Yeah, and he says everything with a fucking smirk. And what part of uh, the problem with his poll numbers is that so much of his... Like, it's the, it's always weird polling questions. It's never like, who do you like as a candidate? It's who do you think can beat Trump? Right. And of course, a bunch of people are going to think that Obama's VP can beat Trump. Mm-hmm. But then those polls are exp- are like, are presented as opinion polls. It's, it's just like... And polls are also like self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. People will vote based on polls. Especially that And polls are like, based on how they think they're going to vote. Like, so like, there's obviously a fucking feedback loop here. Yeah, like everybody is going to vote for Joe Biden because they think everybody else is going to vote for Joe Biden, even though everybody likes some other candidate. Like, yeah. Oh, they're not electable, even though we all want them to be president and are going to show that. They're not electable. Like, yeah, we all want them to be president. Their policies are something that would materially benefit me and people like me and also other people around me. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's electable. So I think that for this question of this poll, I think Joe Biden is the most electable. And then, of course, that is presented as Joe Biden would beat Trump, which I really don't think he would. I don't know. I don't know. Because I think there is a certain level of like, when when it was when like Hillary Clinton and and Trump were debating, like the difference in their attitudes was like so stark that if you I feel like if I don't know, but like I feel like if you liked Trump, then Hillary Clinton looked really cold and like yeah. smug and like whatever. And like I don't think Joe Biden's gonna have that effect if he if he was to square off like in a debate of some kind. Not to be a big Hillary defender, but that's definitely just got to be a misogyny thing, right? I mean, yeah, a huge, humongous. That's like part that's of it is. just the biggest portion of it, isn't it? Yeah, but like, I mean, there was also because uh, they uh, have they have similar like policy backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, it's like a demeanor. Biden thing. and Hillary. Yeah, um, but there was also like there were Republicans in the uh, 2016 primaries that did a similar thing on the debate stage. At the same time as Trump, and they just, like, nobody cared. Like, nobody was listening. What was the name of that guy? Paul Ryan? Paul Rand? Yeah. What am I thinking of? You might be thinking of Paul Ryan. No, I'm thinking of the libertarian guy's son. Uh, Rand Rand Paul? Paul. And then his son. Ryan Paul? Well, there's Rand Paul, and then there's also Ron Paul. Ron Paul might have been the one you were thinking of originally. Okay, yes. So Because Ron Paul, Paul has previously run for president. I don't know. Okay. Is that his dad? I knew they were related, but um, I wasn't sure if it was, like, direct. I don't know. There are yeah. so many father-son duos in American politics. I just God, I just, I just recently found out that the, um, 
the member of parliament for my home riding uh-huh. is the son of a previous member of parliament for my home riding. Amazing. And um, that that the father was a member of Pierre Elliott Trudeau's government. Oh so my god. So Justin's dad. Oh my god. Double dynasty. I fucking hate to see it. I hope yeah. he loses. God. The good thing about the the Sudbury electoral seat is that it is never going to go conservative. <laughs> There's no fucking way in hell. Good. So it's just a close seat between the NDP and the Liberals and I would very much hope that the NDP take both the Sudbury seats. I haven't been able to talk about the Canadian election yet, so I I'd be good to transition towards it. Well, I had something else I wanted to say. Um, Got it. We'll get you that done first. Yeah, oh, I can't remember what it was. The thing that you said about your writing about uh, how it's never going conservative and it's just between the two other parties um, mm-hmm. is basically like... Well, what two I- of the other parties. There are so many. Oh, two of the other parties. Um, is That's basically what Massachusetts is, except we have a two-party system, so it's just always going to be Democrat. Yeah, yeah. That's like... It's like how like California's seats are pretty much always safe blues. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, that's like 50-odd seats that are going towards uh well i guess that's the in in vote how, how, how what's their electoral like electoral the electoral college? college is stupid but i'm pretty sure they get like 50 something right in california i do not know those numbers at all all i remember is that their proportion is like something like uh it's like 10 to 1 mm-hmm. is your vote power in like wisconsin versus california because yeah. california's population has gone up and hit its um, electoral college representation has not kept pace, mm-hmm. like even close. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. You do nice. love you do love that. Yeah. I love just like how I love how many layers of abstraction they put between like people and their direct representation. Mm-hmm. So like if there's like a like you you vote in like certain local districts that are built a certain way to vote in states that have a certain number of representation that's not necessarily based on reality and then like these states all together will vote in this way and this way and it's like there's so many different layers where if it was just like one vote is one vote towards that party and the proportional amount of power is based on the number of votes. Mm-hmm. And you'd yeah. think that that would just be nice, and that would be the system that people would choose, but instead, they like to make it hard for that to exist. I wonder why. I don't know. It's, pro- it's probably probably nothing. It's probably definitely not money. Um, yeah, no, there's probably, there's probably a good reason, right? And it's it's wild because, like, the, the um, Electoral College was, you know, created by the Founding Fathers to be racist, basically. Um, to, to to give greater power to slave-holding states. Right. But the concept was, you know, it's, we're the 50 United States. We, all of them have to be represented. And if it's just, you know, if it's just the pop, if it's just the popular vote, then states that have more, um, people will have more influence. And like the little That's literally what the fucking behind. Senate is for. Yes. That's the point of the Senate. <laughs> yes. That was my, that was the end of my sentence. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I called that one fucking 360 <laughs> no scope that shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to do that for the presidency. Well, yeah, and then like the House of Representatives is also supposed to be like a more population based model, and even it's completely out of scale. Mm-hmm. And then you have things like Guam and American Samoa and Puerto Rico and DC all having non voting members. It's like they can they can you you could come play in the house, but you don't get a say. No, I mean, nope. It's fine. Yeah, so that's that's a whole fucking thing. They should all have senators. A lot Even of if things. it's just 
Even if it's different. just one. It's yeah. it's all very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of bad, the Canadian election is in 19 days. Yahoo! I'm very, very excited to watch our slow descent into fascism become faster. Great. Um, so, like, there's always lots of stuff going on in the campaign, but I wanted to focus on a couple of things. Um, first is, uh, the leader of the federal NDP party. This is a new democratic party. It's our essentially labor party. Uh, it's a lot more. The new duffing party. Yeah. Well, um, their slogan is definitely never do politics. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're a part, they're, they're kind of a frustrating party to absolutely be my number one choice in this election. <laughs> um, like unquestionably they're my number one choice, but I wish they would do things better. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, the leader of the party, Jagmeet Singh, who is a Sikh man, uh, was yet again accosted in the street by a random racist man telling him to take off his turban if he wants to run a country like Canada. And, Mm. uh, his response was more or less like, well, it's because I'm in, I'm, I'm in Canada that we're all allowed to be different. And, you know, like gave like his typical, like pretty classy measured low, like, not angry sounding response. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think he should be able to flip his fucking shit and just like deck the guy. Yeah. Isn't he like, I, I I hate this fucking respectability bullshit that he's like essentially forced into staying into because to be uncivil is the worst crime you could possibly commit. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah, it's like a catch 22. Um, isn't he tired of being nice? Doesn't he want to go away shit? I just, I, isn't he tired? He just wants to go apeshit. Like, I mean, the NDP has been very good at posting this election, mm-hmm. um, which I've been, I've been a fan of. Um, like, Justin Trudeau posted a thing about um, how he's going to plant, like, something like, uh, it's like two billion trees over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, Ethiopia planted uh, 350 million trees in six days. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was one day. Um, six days is what the required pace would be to plant two billion trees. At, uh, sorry, ten billion trees at that pace. Wow. Or two well, billion. I, better take ten years to do it. Yeah, yeah. Two billion trees, ten years, and yeah, it would take six days at the pace that another country with much lower population, much lower DD, GDP, and much lower resources to commit to this mm-hmm. um, can put towards it. And um, they quote tweeted it with "You bought a pipeline." Yeah. And Justin An Trudeau, of course, one. Yeah, a very big one. It's literally called an XL. Yes. Um, but he he was also posting about how good it was to talk with Greta Thunberg about uh, the cr- climate change action plan. And it's like Greta Thunberg, like three months earlier, called him a fucking charlatan mm-hmm. for his like uh, his posturing on environmental issues while still com- supporting like the petro state bullshit that uh, that has basically defined the conservative opposition to him this whole time. Yeah. I mean, and it's like Obama has a no matter with her too. Like it means nothing. Yeah. He also posted a fucking picture of himself at the climate march in Montreal. Uh-huh. They're literally marching against you. <laughs> You're in charge. You don't need to march. You could just make a fucking decision. Right. Like it's he- such bullshit optics. Yeah. I fucking hate him so much. He's like, useless. He is actually in a he doesn't need to be another body in the march because if he's on the side of the march, he can just do what they want. He can want. just do it. It's so fucking frustrating. 
Uh, so tonight is one of the, uh, it's like the second debate of the campaign and the first one that uh, Justin Trudeau is actually participating in. It's uh, run by uh, TVA, which is a Quebec network. And it's going to probably, uh, this is not one of the ones, like there's an independent elections consortium that runs their own debates. So it's like, it's a, it's a, non, it's a, um, a non-party like government body, basically. Okay. That runs most of the debates. This is one of the ones that's actually run by a network, and so it doesn't have to like cover broad policy. And it's probably going to be very Quebec focused. Uh-huh. Um, but Jugbeat Singh's numbers are absolutely terrible in Quebec. Mm. And I'm not going to say that all of Quebec is racist, but a lot of Quebec is pretty racist. Mm. Yeah, because like his policies are, if anything, better than the ones offered by the previous two NDP um, party leaders who have campaigned in Quebec. And those last two elections were the best two performances ever for the NDP in Quebec and also in general. Wow, yeah. Like, the NDP did very, very well in those elections and played very well in Quebec. And suddenly, while offering better broad-based, like, like social welfare policy, the brown man in a turban is suddenly doing many, many, many times worse. It's and it's probably nothing. I'm really hope like the the debate I think is starting soon, and I'll probably start watching it right after we're done recording today, and then hopefully talk about it on the election special that I keep threatening to make. Um, I just it's really hard to organize a bunch of people who live in a bunch of different time zones. It's mm-hmm. fine. I will get it out before the election this time. Yeah, uh, I will do better than I did during the Ontario election. Um, but I'm just he has nothing to lose going into this debate. Hmm. And so I'm really hoping that he's tired of being nice and can finally fucking go ape shit. And this is the French language debate, right? This is a French language debate. There is another one being run by the election consortium closer to the election. Yeah, so hopefully that will be helpful as well. Do you know what his French is like? Not great. Oh, okay. But there have been people who have won elections who've had worse French. Yeah. It's just he's not... He, he speaks much better French than he used to, for sure. Um, but, like, he's not, like, like well, like, Justin Trudeau, obviously native French. Like, he he speaks it very well. It's his first language, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it literally is, but, like, it probably right. is. Um, and then, like, out of, out of the other parties that are invited to this debate, which is basically four out of the, the six that were, that are contending for any seats, there are other parties, but... Only these six are likely to even have a seat. Um, so there's the um, the Liberal Party with Justin Trudeau. There's the Conservative Party with Andrew Scheer. Uh, he was he's like an Ottawa native, so I'm sure his French is fine. I don't recall ever hearing it before, but also he sucks, and I hope he dies. Mm. Not a threat, just a he sincere will. wish. Not a threat. I mean, yeah, we all do will. someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Jugmeet Singh, and then there's the leader of the Bloc Québécois which is like a Quebec focused party that was primarily the, the large driver of separ- of, uh, of separatism. How's that person's French? <laughs> very, very French? good. Most of what he speaks, in fact. And yeah, this is the, I think the only election, the only debate that he's actually invited to, uh, because the bloc had an absolutely crushing performance in the last election. Like they are basically not even a real party anymore. Mm. Cause like official party status is somewhere around eight seats. And I think they have like maybe seven. Like, ah, the only reason they're invited is because it's the Quebec debate. Right. And it's not the election consortium itself. Uh, notably not invited is the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Um, big old racist. 
So nice. I'm really glad he's not there and I don't have to hear him. He's currently the only member of parliament for his party, which he formed by just leaving the conservatives and forming a party. <laughs> so like no one in his party has ever been elected, but he is running candidates in every riding. And almost every candidate who's been like vetted for the party just turned out to be like some kind of neo-Nazi. Nailed it. So like that's the kind of thing that we're uh, we're contending with up here now. So Sometimes it's good to leave the party and go more right and go more right. That's yeah. basically it. Um, and I'm super excited to see how this runs in like, you know, my hometown of Sudbury, where there are constantly white supremacists trying to recruit members to their gangs. <sighs> it's very good. And same here in Oshawa. I see white fucking white pride bullshit all the time. I biked by a skate park and there's a bunch of guys wearing iron crosses. You really do love to see it when you're not white living in a city with a lot of white people in it. God. It's great that the thing that we decided to bring from, you know, the last time it was the 20s, 100 years ago, um, was the economic instability and a fucking the rise in the KKK. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to have these things back. It really just does feel like the roaring 20s again. We would... And the roaring is my screaming. Right. <laughs> We love to see it. We do love to see it. Uh, so, yeah, expect some more uh, content on the Canadian election because, like, I'm definitely going to be talking about it every time I'm on. Uh, Alex Leafcrunch will definitely be talking about it every time she's on. Uh, Eden is actually, like, working for basically the entire election period and will probably not be on. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to uh, say, like, working on some kind of campaign or something. No. The opposite. I don't want to be specific just for for reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I do hope to get the election special out to talk about this kind of stuff in more detail because like there's so much going on and it's not like Canada's like a completely nothing country or something. And I always just find it really frustrating trying to talk about Canadian politics with Americans around mm. because a lot of times there's just not even the base knowledge that's required to even understand what I'm saying, let alone like the detailed knowledge of like things as they happen you'll recall Whereas, sam and i demanding you explain what a writing is the last uh -huh. time the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating because like we're expected to have like such a broad knowledge of how everything works in the states to be able to follow the news there and like it's not reciprocated in any way no it's not so that's why I try to do that on the podcast and just kind of make you all listen to me rant for a little bit. Mm. There's an old uh, John Stewart stand-up bit where he's talking about, he was talking to a Canadian woman and she was telling him all the stereotypes that they have about Americans in Canada. Yeah. She says, oh, I mean, well, I bet it goes both ways. Like, what do Americans think about Canadians? And he said, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's it. Sorry. That's it right there. Well, I mean, like, there's people who will like genuinely just think Justin Trudeau is good. Right. And because like, I know that that Canadian a lot of that is just like, that. you know, that's just being liberal. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the same kind of people who like see Joe Biden or like, oh, I remember Obama. He seems like a good guy to vote for. Like, there is just that just general strand of liberal ignorance. Mm -hmm. But like, he's been like before the whole the blackface brown. He just can't stop doing blackface thing erupted. Like, he was in a major scandal with, like, firing his justice minister for for refusing to put a non-prosecution agreement for, like, a, comp a company that was convicted of bribery. 
And he right. was basically trying to make it so that they can get off scot-free. He's a liberal? This whole thing, he's just a, yeah, he's, he's a handsome? corporate liberal. He's, he's exactly what's Good. on the ticket. Yeah. And the, the other frustrating thing is, is like, people taking seriously anything he puts in his election platform. The literal, like, single thing that he actually went through with on his, like, entire platform was the legalization of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And that was a fucking mess the way he did it. Like, there's supply issues, there's criminal justice issues, there's issues with, like, the like the kind of between state that a lot of dispensaries had. Like, no criminals were had their records expunged, there was no, like, criminal justice reform based with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a complete fucking disaster. And it's like his one plank. Everything else, especially when he'll make a promise in this election, which was part of his promises the previous election. Right. It's like, you've proven that you're not going to do that, so... Exactly! Like, if he ever talks about ending boil water advisories on reserves, he definitely failed to do that the entire time he was in office. Mm-hmm. Indigenous issues are a whole other fucking issue that I don't do not have time to get into, but he has failed on all counts with them. Great. Sounds about right. Um, sounds about right. So we'll move to some uh, some quick shout outs. So, you know, short pieces of story. Um, shout out to Unicorn Riot. Um, they recently released a document uh, containing a bunch of chat logs from um, various fascist groups that show that they had dedicated channels for support for white supremacists who'd been doxxed. <laughs> and I find that very funny. <laughs> Um, just, I, I really just want to go through and read the logs and just, you know, have my, my mug of fascist tears in front of me and just like, just really enjoy that situation of their lives being ruined for being fucking disgusting. Yeah. Everyone. And just like, just generally shout out Unicorn Riot for doing good work where like the FBI explicitly stated that white supremacist groups aren't huge on their radar. Mm Mm-hmm. And in fact, they are more interested in trying to um get into get into and plant themselves within black radical movements which they deem to be a larger threat hmm wonder why that might be hmm hmm i know you want to say something with the gm strike which uh, i have yes. no very little knowledge of despite living in the city of oshawa which is very central to the gm strike <laughs> yes. So um, GM continues to uh, furlough slash layoff temporarily uh, workers um, because the, the strike is continuing, um, mm-hmm. still happening. Um, the uh, Canadian union members uh, also support the strike, even though they're not. Um, I don't think they're part of it, but um, it's nice that it's not like Canada is not being like Canadian uh, auto workers aren't being like come on, hurry up and end the strike already. Um, There were some statements from one of the, I I don't remember if he was a leading member of the United Auto Workers Union or just someone related to um, like the Ontario branch that would affect like the Oshawa plant. But he like essentially put out a statement that was like saying like, we had to send some Oshawa workers home because there was no parts for them to work with for their manufacturing. And like the language was very like blaming the strike for the, for the economic woes of the Oshawa plant, which like, yeah, I don't understand how anything, anything happening to the Oshawa plant can be blamed on workers when it has been like just a significant managerial fa- failure from the start. It's just like, I it's, mean, it's, I, I can't like fathom that, that mindset at all. If it's, if anything negative is happening because of the strike, that's the point of the strike. 
That's kind of the point of the strike. Like, it's not it, It's not the unions being bad because they're costing people blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's the company, like, GM is still not agreeing to the things that the union wants. Um, Which, yeah, like, as we were talking about, like, it's like the workers were expected to take the brunt of the financial collapse. GM made fucking record profits and then... You know, the workers never got anything out of it, just to reiterate right. for the audience. Yeah. And, like, this just seems like it should be a basic fucking, like, courtesy. Yeah. Put your wages back to where they were. Yeah. The Even UH- that. <laughs> UAW Vice President uh, Terry Ditz, Dietz? Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, says, The strike is for all the right reasons, to raise the standard of living for our members and their families and for workers across this country to achieve true job security, our fair share of the profits, affordable health care, and a path to permanent seniority for temporary workers. Because you'll remember that... Uh, Temporary workers were also really screwed over by that. Yeah. Uh, the the new contracts. So, yeah, we're still going. They Negotiators will continue talks this weekend and beyond if needed. Uh, GM stock is down 3% over the last week, but it's up by about 13% so far this year. So I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> Just thought I would say it. <laughs> a temporary down, but a mostly up? Yeah. Like Just directionally, that's how that works, I guess? They're doing fine it's a little a I know there were uh, there were some talks and policy planks about just nationalizing the Oshawa plant which I think they should just do just nationalize it just mm. take it from GM it's ours now it belongs to the workers we can I mean, use it to build stuff that's useful and not cars yeah I mean like if if the government is so involved in in like the production of cars that it has to create you know it has to give like huge bailouts to um, car manufacturers to keep the, the economy afloat and blah blah yeah. blah like seems like you're kind of part it seems like you're kind of doing it seems like you're yeah well that, that that's that's something that happened with gm here and also with companies like bombardier who manufacture trains and whatnot um it's basically like we have to socialize their losses but we are not able to nationalize like their profits right whereas if one happens we should be getting the other right. we should be getting the benefits and not just like the jobs provided, but like the actual benefits that would be going to executives who are getting these huge payouts for getting these government grants. Right. And then are just fucking over their workers. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, there's one thing that's like really, I don't understand any environmental platform that doesn't take workers into account because like, this is something that has come up with the Green Party of Canada a lot is that they're, um, environmental platforms are like they have good some good theory to them as to just you know general respect for the environment mm-hmm. but they never take into account it's like if you're going to be ending the ri- the ending the land of the car and reducing car dependence then you need workers to be buying in and workers to be able to transition to jobs that would work in a green economy yeah. but these aren't things that are generally considered by the green party and i would it's it'd be very it's people who are in the working class are the people who are going to be most affected by climate change, both in the environmental aspects and in the economic aspects. And so they should be the central plank of your movement. Right. Because they're already being affected now. Which is why they should nationalize the GM Oshawa plant and use it to make things that would be, that would be able to be built for something in a green economy. You could be, you could be making fucking streetcars. You could be making mm-hmm. large transit vehicles. Anything. Yeah. Something. Anything that isn't fucking cars. Right. Fuck cars. I fucking hate cars, Fuck cars. so goddamn much. I hate them. I hate cars. They're the worst. If we have, they're highways, so bad. 
If we have highways, why aren't they just trains? Why aren't highways just trains? Every we have this right of way, and then there's trains instead. Like, there's something that can be said about cars as useful in, in like, non-urban environments and useful for last-mile service in places where there's already just existing subway networks. I get, I, sorry, existing, like, suburb networks. Mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, people are, like, adamant to defend the rights of the car within the city. No car should fucking be in a city. There's absolutely no reason. Why would we need No that? reason at all. We don't need that. Fuck cars. I hate cars so much. I'm getting real heated. I need to go get some, like, ice cream or something so I feel better. <laughs> Talking about cars. Cars are the worst. Um, and speaking of strikes, uh, the um, Canadian Union of Public Educators, Ontario Educational Support Workers, are prepping strike action for next week um, due to the large-scale cuts done by Doug Ford's Ontario government to education. Um, things like uh, class sizes increasing to over 40, Things like um, certain courses being cut from high schools entirely because of lack of funds. Jesus. Um, Like, just like, it's a very death by a thousand cuts kind of situation because as most conservative boosters are in Canada, and I'm sure this is also true in the States, but I know like Democrats, there's a lot of Democrats that are super into charter schools, so it's not really uh, as much of a partisan issue Mm -hmm. in that it's more of a thing that everyone agrees on because it's a nightmare. But part of the Canadian conservative project is the destruction of public health care and public education and the replacing of it with private institutions that are um, like in massive amounts of scare quotes more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Republicans are all about privatizing stuff here, too. Yeah. So what happens is like, you know, they do budget cuts and then they do these massive tax cuts, tax cuts that represent that uh, that only benefit corporations. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, we have less revenue. I guess we need to cut services. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the broad based policy. And now there's supposed to be strike action about it. And so like big ups to the QP employees. Oh, yeah, it's it's Union of Public Employees. It's a branch of QP because I just remember that I was also a member of a QP branch. Don't worry about it. I forget the name of my own union. <laughs> to be fair, I am not in it anymore. I mean, it's the union's job to remember their name. It's not your yeah. job. It's not my job. That's why you joined the uh, So yeah, shout out to all striking workers. We support you unilaterally. Yes. Unless you're a cop union, in which case, fuck off. In which case, mm, do <laughs> be a union in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have time for cop unions. We've been going for so long already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. We could do Lightbringers. Yes. Because I was about to just jump into everything else without doing Lightbringers, as I do almost every week. Yes. Do you have a Lightbringer? Yes. I am doing a murder mystery this weekend. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. um, It's Harry Potter theme. And oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, one of the other actors is going to play Hermione, and I bought this huge curly wig for a different thing, and she's mm-hmm. going to wear it to be Hermione. And Perfect. I love wigs. I'm. It's getting to be... It's too bad that wigs cost money, because I am spending it on wigs. Wigs so are cool. It's cool to change your hair. Cool and fun and good, and that's my light bringer is wigs, I guess. And Harry Potter. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's wigs and, and, and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mine is, um, I actually recorded an episode of Elite Full Restore today. Woo-hoo! It feels nice to take a podcast that had been inactive for two years and bring it back in what is my favorite season, which is new Pokemon game coming out soon season. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm super into, like, the speculation, the leaks, like, just seeing stuff as it comes out. <laughs> the leaks, There's, like, like the, the leaks, like, Sir Fetched. Yeah, Sir Fetched was leaked ages ago, no, and I was like so leak- happy... Oh no, leaks like okay, like I got leaks? I got you. I got you got a leak! He's got a big leak! And it's a big old fucking lance and Sir Fetched fucking rules. Yes. I feel like I already said Sir Fetched was ru- rules on a podcast. I mean Was it this one? I don't know, but it's true, so It's true. And it. I just I really do love new Pokemon game season, and I'm excited to have somewhere to direct that energy. So um look forward to that on noisespace.xyz. Or on the Elite Full Restore feed, if you actually remember that fucking podcast, whose last episode was before this podcast started. Hmm. <laughs> so you'll get to see the how much Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die has improved Matt's ability to podcast by... I mean, I have done a lot more episodes. I, I'm sure I've done more than 12 episodes of HKIP at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how many episodes of Elite Full Restore I did. And then there's the, there's this time gap... And it's, you know, this much time later. I do have the same mic, but I do have a different preamp and a different laptop. To show the time has passed. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my light bringer. The pre-Pokemon season and also the new episode of the podcast, which will probably post the same day this one does. Um, So yeah, just going through the end of podcast stuff. This is Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat, Just a Fact. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at HKIPGTD. And we also have a subreddit. Thank you to Bisexual Punch Party for setting up the subreddit for us. Um, you can also find us on patreon.com slash HKIPGTD, where if you donate just $1, you get all of our bonus content that we post on the site, including the extended Storm of Swords Lightbringer Part 1. I don't know if Part 2 will ever come. I said I wanted to be on it, so I will probably make it happen out of sheer force of will. <laughs> um... But yeah, just like extended Lightbringer content, uh, the cut for time segments that we have for like single topics that either we couldn't fit into an episode or the host that wants to do the subject could not be on the episode that week. Um, Pre-shows and post-shows whenever we decide we were funny enough outside of the actual span of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of that any of that kind of stuff interests you, just $1 gets you access to it. At $5, you get a special role in our Discord called Comrade. And uh, you can suggest nicknames and and the like, and also you can suggest nicknames and the like, and you can, you know, be a cool red color. And at $10, you are a Conrad, and you get to listen to the podcast as we record it, which I do not believe anyone is doing right now. At least one. Uh, Oh, we do. Hello. We do have we do have a listener today. I haven't actually been looking at the chat (laughs) because I've been. You know, for once, I'm not, like, actively just playing a mobile game as I record. (laughs) Because, like, I have really bad attention problems. And sometimes I just need my hands to be doing something. Yeah. But today I've been, like, I've been on. So it's been good. I like the, I I like my own energy on this. (laughs) Hopefully it hasn't been a bit too much. But, you know, that'll come up. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, so I'd like to thank our $5 and $10 patrons. 
A Sexual Fish Tank, Alex Schaup, Alex Hoot, Ashinu, Bryant, Bryce, Burgermeister, Cadejo, Chaz Goblin, David Besser, Destry Hawk, Dijonese, Ellen the Anarcho Lobondist, Florian Siegel, hmm, Maximilian Rower, Michael Weems, Nick Clarkson, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Pregnant Seinfeld, PR the Disaster, Six-Armed Sweater, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Thank you very much for your contributions to this podcast. You help keep the whole ship running, and uh, Noise Space thanks you. Thanks. And so that is it for this week's episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori, everyone. Memento Pokemori.